Good morning. It's uh, Friday morning and this is episode 41. Um, it's just before eight o'clock and I haven't actually gone out yet to do the birds and things. It's, it's mm, almost light, but not quite just yet. Well, it's light enough, but I just haven't gone out yet. Um, John's gone to work today, uh, although he did get a phone call first thing because the job that he was supposed to do first thing, the chap has cancelled because he's woken up with a cough and he's now gone, have to go off and get tested. Um, so these are the kind of disruptions I, that are affecting everybody all the time, um, constant, and the um, infection rates with this new variant are just... Uh, through the roof, to be fair. But um, from what I can see from the figures, the uh, hospitalizations and the death rates are still um, low. And I say that, you know, obviously, is if somebody's affected by it, that's not a good figure to be in. But um, in comparison to what we were going through um, this time last year, yeah, the the other figures remain uh, fairly low, so I assume from that that the vaccinations are working and people are still um, affected by it, but they don't seem to be as severely affected by it if they've had the vaccinations. Uh, I'm only going on what I see, and yesterday the um, on the news there was a nurse saying that nine out of the eleven people they had in on the ward were not vaccinated so that you know that's uh pretty conclusive i think um you can still get it and you can still be affected badly by it obviously if you've been vaccinated but uh on the whole it seems to uh have tampered down um those figures <laughs> yeah it's still not great, is it? It's still, we're still living through this. It's not going to go away anytime soon. You know, people are still worried that come, we've still got a week or more up to Christmas. And uh, people are still worried that, um, you know, they're not going to be able to see their families. And in fact, obviously, some countries are now shut their borders to us because our numbers are climbing high. And, you know, I've spoken to people who are hoping to travel to Scotland for Christmas to see family, and they're not even sure if they're going to be able to do that. So... Um, yeah, so it's just, well, it is what it is, and we have to go with it, but, um, it's, uh, and it's, you know, it, I always say, could have been worse, could be worse, so, uh, we have to just manage with what, what we know, and what we've got, and the tools we've got to manage it with, <clears throat> um, yeah, so, this morning, John has, he has gone off to work, because so he has got other bits of jobs to do, I doubt if he'll be very late, very long, but, um, he's had that one job cancelled, um, my, I've brought the Christmas tree in this morning already, but it's very tiny, <laughs> teeny tiny Christmas tree, but that's fine, that'll do this year. Um, and my plan is, obviously I've got to go out and do the birds and everything. Um, yesterday afternoon, well yesterday we went, uh, we got done very early in the morning, then we shot off to town. So I wanted to go to the market where to get some fresh, um, veg sprouts, because I didn't grow any sprouts this year, so... I had to go and buy some sprouts to um, uh, to store ready for Christmas Day. I'm not keen on sprouts. I like raw sprouts personally, but I'm not keen on them cooked. Um, but John, the, just for some reason, men always seem to love sprouts. Um, I don't know. I think it's the boy in them because of the after effects it gives. I think that's probably why. <laughs> um, yeah. So we went and got veg. And then I went to the butchers just to get a few bits to um, stock up the freezer and also order some uh, gluten-free sausage meat um, for stuffing, which uh, I could have got uh, like a hand of pork or something, minced my own and done it that way. But to be honest, they're making it anyway. So I've just ordered some, which would be, uh, save me a job. And... Um, yeah, on to the post office then, just a post parcel, and then into the supermarket to buy um, bits that we needed for this week and some other bits. I, I find it's very difficult not to get caught up in the whole, oh, we need this for Christmas and need that for Christmas, because when you look at it, it's a whole bunch of crap that you really actually don't need to eat. And uh, I'm pretty good 
over the years have trained myself to stop and think, do I actually really need that or not? Probably not. Um, Is that just going to be something that's going to sit in the freezer? Is it going to get wasted? Is it really, you know, ideal to have that? No, there's a whole, there's a plethora of goodies and they look amazing. But I also think, you know, good grief. When do you get to eat all that? It's, uh, we just, we're fairly, we'll eat fairly normally, really, um, over Christmas. We don't have, we have a few extras, but not a lot, not masses. And, uh, you know, that's, we keep it fairly basic, um, which is ideal, really, because otherwise we just either pile on the weight or end up with a lot of food uh, that's getting wasted. So, yeah, we did that. So what my ideally I did not want to be um, out in the rush next week. That's what I didn't want to do. I didn't want to be there this time next week. Um, rushing around but so a lot of the um the vegetables will store nicely in my pantry the carrots and things that I bought because I have got carrots in my bed which I intended to pull up but they're tiny a lot of them are tiny so they're not going to feed um 13 of us and the kids love carrots and so I've had to just buy some more carrots as well um carrots and sprouts because I didn't I didn't you know do any sprouts um one of the things I was looking for out when I was out about was fresh figs but I can't I couldn't find any of those one day my fig tree will produce some figs that I will have for Christmas with my cheese and things but at the minute no um yeah so that's what we did yesterday and then when we came back I spent the rest of the afternoon wrapping presents um wrapping up the kids presents and stuff like that and then the twins came with me uh and they had their tea here, and Mia went off swimming, and then Samantha picked them up, and then that was basically what it what we did. And John um, carried on out the back there. My plan today is uh, I'm going to go out, obviously, and do the birds and everything, and then I need to move the horses. I need to move them onto some new ground now because they are uh, Jack, especially, is um, getting. You know, as soon as you go out there and down the drive, he's following you down, you know, through the paddock down the drive because he he wants some, he wants some. I mean, there's plenty, there's grass out there, but um, there's plenty of grass. There's nice green grass, but I need to move them now so that they are moved for the winter for the next month or so. So um, my plan is to open up the the big paddock the long side paddock at the far end and I will open it I will keep open all of the paddocks I think um except for the front one which I will then shut off again because I only really wanted them in there to eat off so that I can manage it come spring I'm I will shut that one off they will have the run then of the rest of the paddocks which is probably about I would guess about three acres something like that and, and the reason I want to leave that open all is so that they they've got the room to exercise then so they can they can still exercise around. But I'm going to have to go out um, and uh, just fence off a couple of areas that I don't want them to get to and then shut off the front paddock. So that is my plan. This one won't take very long, but um, that's my plan for this morning. And uh, I've got a bit more wrapping to do. And then I better decorate the tree at some point. And uh, then I can think of all the the little jobs to run up to Christmas. But um, probably John will be home by then and I will lose my way in my head and uh, get sidetracked somewhere along the line. But, yeah, I think that's it today. I think that's what's on the agenda, certainly for this morning. Right, it's now half past nine. And uh, I finally got the horses uh, moved. I had to move a fair bit of electric fencing and uh, uh, pull out some old stakes that were still in the ground, fill up, move all the water buckets, fill those all up, um, and move any debris that's lying around. We got like uh, electric wire that was running to the electric fencing which I've now taken off because this time of year um they're not going to hanker now to get back in this paddock that they've been in because it's mostly eaten off um which is why they were pacing up and down uh it's the the time the electric fencing is always needed is sort of springtime when the grass starts to grow 
or through summer when there's fields full of grass one side of the fence and they're on a fence you know in a paddock that's not got a lot of grass so they will try and push the fences and try and get through to the other grass so that's when you do need electric but kind of this time of year don't really need it uh definitely earned my cup of coffee my hands are filthy from rolling up um hose pipe and cables and things like that but um yeah i've now got them in i've given them the other bit of paddock as well because of course the, one of the problems we've got is we have been waiting since last may for somebody to come and put some fencing in now normally john would uh, have done that uh by hand but it's just getting too much now uh, now we're getting older so we really need someone with uh, some mechanical to push it in because the other thing is when you're putting it in by hand is they don't really go in deep enough and then they end up moving and leaning which is what all the old fences are doing now so if we can get it put in by ha uh, by uh, mechanical means they will go in deeper and tighter and um hopefully stay in but uh at the minute um people are all really busy constantly like any other trade and uh we're sort of low priority which is fair enough um you know in amongst because usually it's people who work on the farms and they're lambing and then they're harvesting or sowing or you know plowing or there's 101 jobs that they're contracted for so uh at the minute we still haven't got our fence done but uh, to be fair i haven't made we've asked somebody and he said he would come and do it and he knows it needs doing but we haven't really pushed it and uh, i guess he just haven't ha hasn't had the time and hopefully when he gets a minute he will come around and do it so so yeah the uh i was going to record when as soon as i let the horses in they were having a right old welly around which is uh which is good it gives them a bit of exercise um they got about the same amount of space here that they had before, but obviously there's sort of old grass. Dead, there's a lot of dead grass, but there's a lot of, quite a lot of grass in there. Might have to, after a week or so, um, fence them off of some of it because they might get a bit chubby. But we'll see. But yes, I've done that, and uh, I'm going to go in and have a cup of coffee now because I think I've definitely earned that. I did think while I was out there walking over the paddock that, uh, that they've just eaten off that it would be an ideal time to um, drag the paddock. Now, a drag is a big, uh, well, we've got big metal chains. Um, they're kind of in a grid form with prongs in the bottom and you drag, the, drag them over the surface and it pulls out all of the, uh, you know, any dead stuff and moss and collects up any debris and all that sort of thing. Um and ideally, you do do that in early spring, uh, ready for the new growth. But um, because it's quite mild and the ground's not waterlogged at the minute, I looked over that. I thought, actually, we could do that today. But then I remembered that the drags are left in the other paddock in the long grass. So the grass has grown all through them. So, so I'm not going to be able to get them out. Um, I'm going to have to wait for spring till that or wait until the horses have eaten that off and then get the drags out. That's a bit of a schoolboy error, leaving them there. I just have to remember that next time. Normally we um, roll them up and put them away in the barn, but uh, for some reason, I know not what, we left them out in the field and now uh, there is no hope of getting them out, which is a shame because that would have just got us on a little bit and given us a little bit less to do come spring, but... Uh, that's not going to be happening, I don't think. So, never mind. It was a thought. Good morning. It's Saturday. Um, it's still quite mild. Uh, it is just gone 10 o'clock. I'm in the kitchen and I've got some Christmas music on. And uh, I'm actually making some orange muffins this morning. That's why I'm in the kitchen. John's been out and done the animals this morning. I did the eggs put the eggs out in the shed and uh yeah they're mostly indoors here doing um well washing up and then making some orange muffins because i've got all these oranges that came from spain which are delicious because it is uh, orange season and they are amazing to be fair so i thought oh, i'll give it a go and make some orange muffins see how they turn out but i didn't have any muffin cases so I've had to use parchment paper squares which I've never done before so hopefully they'll turn out all right um 
the muffin pan that I use, I've just got one for six muffins, but it's um, it's quite a special pan, really. It's uh, um, a friend of my mum's, belonged to her, um, and when she was dying, when she had terminal cancer, she was clearing out all her cooking stuff, and uh, she knows that I like cooking, so she gave me a muffin pan, which I thought was really lovely. Um, whenever I pick rhubarb, I think of her as well, because she loved rhubarb. And I always used to send her some rhubarb round. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a special muffin pan. Uh, sometimes think you get things like that that remind you of people, even if it is something quite ordinary, like a muffin pan. Um, yeah, I can't remember if I, I was just, uh, rounded up yesterday, but yesterday afternoon I spent the afternoon putting up the Christmas decorations. So we now have a tree and all my Christmas decorations up. Um, we've got a tiny tree, teeny tiny tree. <laughs> which is hilarious really but uh it, it it's fine it does the job and that's all it needs to do it cheers up the sitting room and to be fair i think i hate the thought of oh, getting everything out and putting the christmas decorations up but once it's done it's lovely and it just it does add something nice to the the dark evenings and the time of year so uh yeah so yeah so i'm making orange muffins i've got um josh and flo coming over in about 20 minutes um to look after them for a couple of hours while Shelley does some work and then later on this evening I'm babysitting the twins and Mia over at their house so a uh, day full of grandchildren today so I'll be whacked out because your mum haven't got anything else to do at the minute today but yeah that's my that's what I'm doing this morning just give you a moment to listen to the peace and quiet <clears throat> I could hear a wood pigeon just now but it stopped um, it's Monday morning um, it's there goes the pigeon sounds lovely out here this morning it's still I would class fairly mild because I'm stood out just in a single layer t-shirt and a gilet so yeah long sleeve t-shirt and a gilet so and I'm not freezing, so um, I can feel the cold, which feels nice and refreshing, actually. But um, it's not overly cold, I don't think. Um, either that or my thermostat's ramped up quite a bit over the last few weeks, and I'm just not feeling it. Um, yeah, so yesterday... Uh, what did we do yesterday? Yesterday was Sunday, and uh, we did a bit in the morning, did the animals and that, and then we went out uh, for a festive coffee... Um, I wanted to just take a look round. Um, we've got a, a, a local, well, fairly local, it's about uh, 15 minutes drive, um, organic farm. And uh, it's uh, very posh. And uh, very posh people go there with very posh cars. But I wanted just to go and have a look round. And uh, they obviously charge very posh prices for things, uh, which uh, I find hilarious, really. I... Um, and in some ways quite sad because I think all these things that they're char I mean they look lovely but I think gosh I can make that I can make that for you know a fraction of the price and the, and the price they sell the eggs for um astronomical well you will have heard a certain Mr Jeremy Clarkson um talking about the price of their eggs uh, and they are phenomenal I mean they three ninety nine for a dozen quail eggs and we charge uh one ninety, <laughs> so you can see, and th uh, same for the um, duck eggs. I think three pound forty nine for half a dozen duck eggs, and we charge uh, one seventy. So you can see um, the price difference is astounding, but people still pay it. And uh, the the thing is, I um, I love their ethos though. Their ethos is all about sustainability, uh, local economy, and uh, organic uh, growing. So. And organics and things so natural nature all of that so I, I do love their ethos um <clears throat> right from the beginning but it's grown massively since I was last there even <laughs> and it's like it's uh, insane and the other thing I was thinking as well is <clears throat> all these things they do a lot of courses and that there and in fact I went on on one um which was a lovely day but uh I, I, was, I, I was thinking God, what have I got sort of 11 years of experience here uh, and plenty more life experience and um, 
I'm thinking I could easily teach these things that they teach. And, you know, I, was, I looked at one course, not particularly there, but online. And a, a course, you know, a, a couple of hours course to learn how to make a, a five-star thing out of twigs and a bit of um, raffia, uh, upwards of 50 quid, including coffee and cake. And I'm thinking, are you serious? Uh, no, who seriously is taking these courses? Because... Um, I don't know, I said to John, maybe it's just me, maybe I'll just, uh, I don't know, maybe I, maybe because I've always done it, I'll just think, oh, who would pay that to go <laughs> and do that? And, and he says, right, he says, well, they've got all this money, they just spend it, and they got all this money, but they've got no practical experience in anything, so they just spend it on that, you know, and uh, they just spend it on things they can't make, they can't do. So, um, I don't know, I suppose it's fair enough, it makes the economy go round, but it just, I just find it um, crazy, crazy on one hand and quite sad on the other hand. And the reason I find it quite sad is because uh, a lot of the, it's quite hard to explain, but um, so as far as I'm concerned, personally, uh, sort of growing your own veg and um, rearing your own livestock and everything is a an old country uh, ways. They're country ways. They're rural ways. And I know, you know, I don't disclude anybody in the towns or the cities that do that. But you, you get what I mean. It's uh, it's rooted in country living, country ways. And, and now that's become a twee thing to do and a niche. And they've upmarketed it, uh, which I find, I don't know, I, I it doesn't really sit terribly happily with me. Um, for some reason i i think this is it's a basic thing and you're you know you've taken this thing and you've uh upmarketed it and made all sorts of expensive gadgets and gizmos and expensive twine wrapped beautifully uh, to do this and i just think i don't know you're just you're, you seem to be taking it um away from what it is in, in my personal opinion i maybe i see that wrong i don't know but that's how i see it it's um it's a basic life skill uh and you've sort of made it um trendy i suppose is but it, and on the one hand that is good that is great because it means more people get involved but it also means that somebody somewhere's making an awful lot of money out of uh, basic skills maybe that's the way it goes i don't know i i find it very very um weird <laughs> i suppose i can't quite get my head around it but there you go that's how it is um yeah so that's what we did yesterday and then uh we didn't do a lot else to be honest <clears throat> came back and um we didn't do much else really apart from the animals and stuff we didn't we didn't do any work outside or anything like that. charlie and macca came around in the morning for a cup of coffee but uh yeah that was it really and uh and uh i feel like it's it's the time of year where i feel quite stuffy i, f- I feel like you know it's quite stuffy because you can't really get out that much to do an awful lot um you can go out for a walk and things like that but you know i like do like to spend a lot of my time outside and there isn't really it's a bit wet and you can't really get on the garden there's a lot of stuff and there isn't a massive amount that takes up a good amount of your time outside um so i find it quite stuffy and uh and i think consequently that knocks on and makes me feel quite tired and i got up this morning and i just what's the matter I said, i'm tired um well, I didn't particularly sleep very well. I was awake twice in the night. But, um, <clears throat> it, yeah, I feel tired. Uh, but I also think one of the reasons of that is when you get up at this time of year, it's still dark. And um, I think that has some sort of um, bearing on how I feel because the minute it starts to become lighter, I feel less tired, which is, you know, crazy, really. But I I do think that you, you sort of, your body works with the daylight hours, even if... Uh, conventionally you're not supposed to it's um <laughs> i yeah i do th- i think that is a thing definitely so what's on the agenda for today well john's gone off to do um a few bits he's got a couple of people that rang up with leaks and stuff over the weekend so he's gone off to help them out um meanwhile i will be getting on with the animals in a minute i've put the eggs out already and uh yeah then i'll probably see what time of day he comes back um because sometimes I just I can't get on with things if he's about because he's like you know he wants 
either need some help with something which is fair enough or uh, just generally under my feet. <laughs> so, um, I'm gonna, yeah, yesterday, I told him off yesterday because he was, we went to do the, well, we did the, the animals together yesterday morning, went up there, did the ducks. And uh, so in the, the area where we got ducks now, it's mostly concrete, but it's got a big square of um, dirt in the middle, which I, intentionally we left that for when we had chickens in there to scratch about in, but it's never actually worked out like that because when it rains, the rain sits on the concrete and then drives towards the mud, making it more of a mud patch, uh, even more so with the ducks in it. And I couldn't understand why when I initially put the ducks in there and I was sweeping the, um, the, the mucky dirt, dirt off the concrete out out of the pen uh it was fine and then all of a sudden it, everything started to go sort of sideways and the muddy area started to get a bit more muddy and a bit more wet and I thought well I don't know maybe that's just how it's going to be over the time and then yesterday I was walking past after I'd let the geese out and I saw John sweeping all the muddy wet water onto the mud and I'm like no 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 that <laughs> I said you're just going to make it worse I thought it was getting worse and I couldn't really understand why it was getting worse and now I know it's because he was sweeping all the wet muddy water into the mud rather than out of the cage out of the hut so I was like no no don't do it like that you're making a a problem even worse so uh, yes got told off for that yesterday (laughs) but uh yeah so yep generally I'm gonna go and do the animals this morning um walk around have a bit of a stretch and wake myself up a little bit and then uh i start thinking about christmas i suppose and uh, although we've got a few days up to run up to christmas i haven't actually got a lot to do just organize uh the cooking of the vegetables and whatever i'm cooking and also we also uh, don't know what boris is going to say at the minute which is going to be a bit of a a bit of a shocker for people if he does if we do have to go into some sort of mini lockdown uh, but we don't know what's going to happen at the minute. We will wait to find that out. That'll be a treat, won't it? Well, just while I'm on the subject of uh, of uh, getting things off my chest, <laughs> well, um, the when we were driving back yesterday as well, there was another... Uh, it's a related topic, really, but another thing that occurred to me, because we, ro- we drove through the... Um, pretty little market town of um, Stowe and uh, in the Cotswolds and these this is another thing where money moves in I mean don't get me wrong money was always there but it were there were it was uh, the big houses which employed the workers that, that had the money um and now these towns, these market towns, uh, especially in the Cotswolds and the, and the villages, which were all once working towns and working villages, uh, have become um, posh bolt holes, really, uh, for people with lots of money. And um, it, I think, personally, my personal opinion is it, make, it makes the area stagnant, um, and it also denies the people who were born and bred here the ability to be able to afford to still continue living here, which um, is all wrong. It's, it's totally wrong, I think. Uh, it seems to be like, especially after a pandemic, there's a mass exodus now to sort of live in the country. Uh, and again, it makes you laugh. I mean, years ago... You know, country folk lived in the country, worked in the country, uh, country pursuits, you know, rural life. And, uh, you know, anybody else who didn't want that moved to the city. Um, and now, now they're all moving back again, but they don't want the country pursuits anymore. They don't want the country life. They don't want the rural life. They don't want cockerels crowing next to them and, you know... Um, poo lorries uh, spreading poo all over the roads and you know they don't they they want the country life without the country is the way I see how they want things which um is uh is very sad and it yeah it really pushes people that are born and bred into that life pushes them out because they can no longer afford to live in, in the places where they're born and bred which um 
is totally wrong i think in my opinion it's really very wrong and uh and <laughs> and uh, you know again it all goes back to the, the staggering amount of money that they can earn you know which is fine um if that that's what they've chosen to do but uh, I, you know and they can just buy whatever they want um and uh, i suppose in in a way it does you know they they do put some money back into the economy because often they will employ local trades to um to do work on these houses that they bought that you know probably are run down and do need upgrading a bit but uh one thing that john said is well they've just got stacks of money and you know they can just buy whatever they want and do whatever they want <clears throat> and uh my my first instant reaction is well if they ever came to ask me to sell my place to them no amount of money is <laughs> they're not going to have enough money ever to afford uh, this place because i just wouldn't sell it to them for any price so um john on the other hand would like uh, in a shot <laughs> but uh, i a little bit more principled than that i i think that i would want to sell it to somebody who would want to do what we do. Um, and because there just aren't places, you know, they're just getting snapped up and the places get snapped up and the land that goes with the places get snapped up and then it's not worked, it's not used, it's not used to grow food at all. It's, you know, I know of one sort of local house, I mean, it always was a big house, a country house, but something like um, they, they're spending tens of millions of pounds on landscaping tens of millions of pounds just on landscaping i mean what the actual is that you know that just blows my mind and i think that's just just it's just where the world's gone wrong um or is it i don't know i mean years 100 years from now i suppose we'll have a grand house with beautifully landscaped gardens just like blenheim palace is um for people to visit i don't know i i don't know I don't know, I can't get my head around that one. Maybe somebody out there has some thoughts on that, but uh, please fire them back at me if you do. I've just come in from doing the animals, and because I was talking prior um, about... Uh, well, I was on my soapbox. Um, sometimes it doesn't leave my head, and then, <laughs> and then it branches off into other subjects. So while I'm on my soapbox, here's another topic that... Uh, I've been talking about with somebody recently and uh which I uh, can't get my head around either. Um so uh, somebody I know uh in the building trade um and they do work for quite you know a lot of these big houses um with a lot of money. Uh and also we were also I can't remember what we were talking about um underground bunkers we were talking about prior to that but I guess that's why the subject came up. And uh, he was saying that uh, he doesn't know if there's something afoot, but quite a few of these places are having underground bunkers built or cellars with an air filtration system built. So uh, maybe they're just, um, you know, they're, they're preppers on a big scale, maybe. Um, what what I'd, I would love an underground bunker, it would be amazing, but it would be mostly to store stuff you know, store root veg and things like that. Uh, uh, also, it would obviously double up in an apocalypse, so that would be ideal as well. Um, but one thing that occurred to me when, when, we were, when we're having these conversations is, uh, you know, that there are, you know, there are underground bunkers for prominent people. And, um, you know, and obviously if these other people are having underground bunkers built... In the event of something massive happening, uh, they would all be taken to these bunkers uh, to be kept safe. But uh, my question is, what use are these people going to be post-apocalypse? I mean, seriously, half of them never lifted a finger in their life. Uh, The other half have got no practical skills. Well, uh, no practical skills, no um, common sense, a lot of them. just what use are they going to be? What what use are they going to be in a post-apocalyptic world? Um, I, I struggle to see uh, any advantage of um, having a lot of these people um, hidden away underground, to be honest, because uh, the, the only thing that I can think is that they, what they are thinking is that, 
you know, after the event, they have to get systems up and running again, but they're not going to be the same systems. So these people are going to be um, not a lot of cop, really. Not a lot of good, I don't think, you know, on the whole. Some of them, some of them will be. But uh, generally speaking, but, and, and there are no, you know, there are no bunkers for grafters and uh, people who are doers and, you know, people who can build things. Um, there are people, probably bunkers for people who can design the build. But what about actually physically getting on the ground and, and doing it? You know, uh, there seems to be a stark lack of uh, uh, thought there. Or maybe there isn't. Maybe they have thought of that. I, I honestly don't know. But um seems to me that uh it's short-sighted <laughs> and uh yeah i'm quite glad i haven't got an underground bunker because uh there's not going to be a lot uh of people that are of any use left <laughs> if that ever happens so yeah that's my general musings i've been around done the animals um fed them all watered them all swept them all out and uh they're all good for the day now and i can get on with the rest of my day and i to stop thinking about all these other things so that I can actually uh, focus and get on with something in the here and now. Good morning, it's uh, Tuesday, uh, the 21st of December, and uh, it's Yuletide. Wee! Um, it's the winter solstice. Um, it is the shortest day of the year, uh, with the longest amount of dark. Uh, and uh, from here on in, um, it should stretch out nanosecond by nanosecond. I'm not sure, entirely sure how many. It's a bit longer than that, but uh, each day the days will get longer. Um, but on the solstice, the sun, um, from what I can gather from what my memory recalls, the sun appears to remain static just for a couple of days before then beginning to climb. So, uh, yeah, the solstice is, uh, 21st to the 22nd of December. Uh, and the actual solstice itself is like, uh, just about a minute or two long, I think, something like that, but uh, <clears throat> I'm not entirely sure. Uh, of course, these days, um, it's barely uh, acknowledged, uh, which is uh, sad, really. Uh, the only, you know, today, in today's modern society, uh, the fact that the sun isn't around is a, an inconvenience more than anything. You know, is the sun out today? Shall we go to the beach if it is? Uh, and, uh, but obviously, um, thousands of years ago, it was very, very important because, uh, it was the difference between life and death then, you know, the, the, the warm and the cold and the, the dark and the hungry, uh, times of year. So, um, it is still something that, uh, we should acknowledge, I think, uh, well, certainly I do, and I know a lot of other people do. But uh, on the whole, <laughs> modern society just bustles away and carries on regardless. Um, if anything happened to that uh, nice big fireball in the sky, we would soon all know about it. And it really would be life and death. Um, yesterday, I was really tired. Uh, so I did nothing, absolutely nothing, uh, apart from I did the animals in the morning. And then I felt so exhausted that I came in and I sat down for the whole of the day until I had to go and do the animals again. And uh, I thought, oh no, what's wrong with me? Um, and, and then this morning I've woken up and <clears throat> the back of my nose and uh, sort of the top area of my throat is uh, a bit inflamed. So um, at least I have some kind of symptom because sometimes when I just get the tiredness, I think, oh, I don't know what this is. But, uh, yeah, I've woken up with something. And last night, my eyes were really, um, like, they felt, like, really scratchy. Um, so there's obviously, I've also, um, I think, picked up some kind of irritant, which uh, my body doesn't deal with very well, uh, with irritants. And I think it's either going to be uh, the dust from the chicken feed, now that I've started uh, doing that more and more, or when I was helping John put up some ply the other day, the sheet was covered in dust, and I could I could sort of smell it while I we were trying to 
get this piece of board into place and I did think then that's doesn't that's not good um so potentially one one or the other of those and uh what I think I might do, do is um wear a mask when I'm doing the chicken feed because there is a lot of dust that comes off of that and I think I've said before uh people with lupus shouldn't have um alpha alpha and <clears throat> in chicken feed is alpha alpha so if there's alpha alpha dust in there then it is going to be an irritant and it's going to cause problems so um I, i'll just i might wear a mask just to try and eliminate that if that is the cause because i do seem to be getting it um quite a bit now I've, I've started doing the chickens again i wasn't totally idle when i just sat there all day I did do a um, fair bit of research on cut flowers. And in fact, I have got um, my Facebook page uh, for uh, flowers at Friesland Farm up and running. That's because I want to be able to put out a lot more cut flowers this year coming and next season. And um, also I, I have found some lovely, lo- lovely little ideas uh, to to do, not just, you know, bunches of flowers. And of course, I've also got all my plants that I spent quite a bit of time propagating, dividing, uh, and I will grow a lot more from seed um, in the spring as well. So, uh, yeah, I I think I'm going to move forward with that. Um, I've identified a large bed which I'm going to grow cut flowers in, and you basically grow cut flowers. Um, All the flowers I used last year were all for my beds in the front, but when you grow cut flowers for selling, you basically... um, grow them like you would vegetables you know in a bed it's not not a pretty bed it's not styled or anything like that it just is rows of flowers that you can obviously harvest uh, because they are a crop then they can become a crop um so yeah that's uh i'm going to move forward with that but um john has gone off to work this morning so i have to get up and do the i have to go and do the animals this morning um he's just gone to do a little job that he couldn't get done last week and uh, and then he will be back and I think Martin and the children coming over today so um because Martin's going to help John with putting the door the door line in and the door in so I will have um Josh and Flo it's Josh's birthday tomorrow he was born within the solstice um he's going to be six tomorrow so that's exciting and uh yeah, so that's uh, not quite sure how my day is going to pan out, but uh, probably mostly going to be child orientated, I would think today. So rather than outside, but uh, I'm aware there's a complete lack of um, anything I'm talking about <laughs> being outside on the small holding, which is you know which is what the blo- the podcast is about, but. Uh, it it also gives anybody who wants to do this an idea that you know it's a you have a multifunctional life um, and uh, things have to fit in with other things all the time so uh, you know it it does have some bearing on the podcast as well but uh, yeah and it is a quiet time of year really I mean I could be out there I'm looking I've stood looking at the apple tree at the front which really could do with a good winter prune, um, which I might try and get done in January. And also uh, my nut trees at the side here have got a little bit out of control uh, and they do want bringing back under some sort of control. And mostly because um, right behind those on the other side of the fence are my poly tunnels. And so if I've got, if I don't cut some of it back, uh, the branches that are gonna grow possibly will grow and poke through the polytunnels plus they do take an awful lot of light but um every few years we kind of uh, bring them down in height by about a third to try and keep them a little bit more under control which will mean i probably won't get an awful lot of nuts off of them next year but sometimes you just have to sacrifice one thing um in order to gain something else uh so yeah but uh at the minute now in this run-up to the christmas period uh most of the, my stuff that's going on is going on indoors or family orientated and uh after christmas we will have to see how the weather pans out uh, to see what we can get done obviously the milder it stays the more we can get done outside but uh if it's uh, cold and hard then we just have to hunker down and wait until we can uh get on with something but uh, we will just have to um see what happens because we really can't 
well, even the weather forecast can't forecast it. So we will see. We are due a storm coming in uh, in the next couple of days. And uh, we've got some warm air fighting some cold air. And so there is potential for snow. Um, although it looks like, from what I can see on the radar, that, that that line is much further north. I don't think that's going to affect us. But you never know, is what I will say. And the best way to check the weather is to look out the window in the morning, and then you will definitely know what's, what's on, on the cards for the day. So, yep, now I'm off to feed the uh, animals and let them out now. So I've just been out and done all the animals. Um fed everything, watered everything, uh, tidied up all the bits up I need to. And I had a quick scout out in the garden and I was quite chuffed to see that all the uh, broad beans are coming up nicely. They're sort of about, oh, about an inch or so above the ground, um, which is great. I do have quite a bit out there. I was just looking, I've, I've picked some um, pak choy uh, for the rabbits and the guinea pigs this morning, giving a bit of fresh greenery. And there's quite a bit out there, really, um, in all honesty. I've got some uh, kale, different types. I think there's about three different types of kale. There's a nice, the dark red curly kale. And then there's some, um, like, variegated uh, kale that's very... The leaves look quite spiky, but obviously they're not. But And then I've got some uh, black kale as well um growing there are the brassicas uh, that i had growing so i had cabbages and some cauliflower that they're not done the best because uh the i had some enviro mesh on it which obviously blew off at some point and they've kind of been eaten a bit so they've not done the best but uh there's still leaks out there um so everything's still in in sort of perpetual motion really and yeah just to see that the uh the broad beans are coming up. I think, although I'm not sure what's happened to the onions, I'll have a better check over of them another time. But um, when I looked at them before, a couple of months ago, so I've been pulling loads of them out. So however many of them uh, survived, I'm not quite sure. And I haven't dug any deeper yet to have a look. So, but yeah, still got uh, stuff growing. And uh, I did think, oh, the red kale would look really nice uh, Christmas day for dinner. So, oh, and I do have to go out and check those pull up all those carrots as well at some point uh, today or tomorrow so I'll get that done as well so there is a bit to do out there just uh, not masses morning it's Thursday morning which has slightly caught me on the hop um, as you can imagine because uh, I thought oh I haven't uh, I haven't done the blog uh, the podcast um so yeah mostly it's been sort of family time um yesterday uh samantha came over with Mia and the twins for a few hours and then we went round to see josh because it's his sixth birthday um of course it was the solstice yesterday so we're now uh the wheel is turned and moving towards the light which is nice even though it's a nanosecond every day but it all helps and um yeah this morning we uh have been up busy and i've just been out doing um sort of freshening up one of the stables john's got to go and get some sawdust so i can do the other one but i freshened up the stables we've had to dispatch a chicken because she's become uh bound at the bottom i'm not sure if she's egg bound um but she, basically she's got a very big bulbous she had a very big bulbous abdomen um which, uh, you know, she's probably not going to recover from that. And they're getting old, those ones. So um, we've dispatched her this morning because it's not fair to leave her like that. She's stooped and low and um, been like that for a couple of days. I thought perhaps initially she was egg-bound, but she's not. Um, she's got a, a kind of a mass in her abdomen. So we've dispatched her quickly this morning. Um yeah, and basically we've been out there uh, sorting things out. One of the pipes had burst up in the out on the main tap, but John sorted that out. Um, that was because it was very, very frosty, very cold the night before. Uh, we're just waiting at the minute um, for some muscle to come and help John move his pool table because it's very heavy. It has a, a, a slate slab uh, on it. It's proper, um, 
a proper pool table and it has a big slate slab on it so it's very heavy so just waiting for my nephews and uh, my son-in-law to come and help him move that and get that in there so that they can play pool on Christmas day basically although I keep telling him I do need some more sawdust to do the chickens and two of the light bulbs have gone in the kitchen if I don't get any light in the kitchen you won't be getting any dinner so <laughs> but his priority at the minute today this morning is his pool table so they should be coming along in about 10 minutes really to help move that and then hopefully um because i think men tend to forget if they're not the ones doing the dinner that there's an awful lot to um sort of prepare especially if i've got a house full coming i really want to get the house clean today i know it'll be a mess come christmas day but if i can get it cleaned beforehand it, it you know it's less of a mess to clear up afterwards and uh then i've got to start thinking about getting the meat out of the freezer uh, doing the stuffing, prepping the vegetables, um, a lot of the vegetables will be done tomorrow, but probably I'll prep the stuffing at some point later today after I've cleaned up. Yeah, so basically, it's just basically now getting ready for for Christmas Day. Yesterday, I or yesterday morning, I had the kitchen upside down with all the tables and the chairs in here trying to see if we can get everybody in we can it'll be a squash it won't be a, a nice organized glamorous affair it'll be um a chaotic christmas dinner but that's that's what families are all about aren't they so so that's fine um yeah so basically uh that's the end of this week and that will just leave me to wish you a very very merry christmas and uh, a happy and healthy new year going forward um thank you very much for listening all year long and uh, i do hope you will join me again in 2022 um well i will probably pick up the reins um in a couple of weeks time but uh you know after the after the main sort of events have all take taken their place and uh we move back to some sort of normality i think that's probably the best plan but yeah so thank you all for listening to um our small holding warts and all um and uh yeah merry merry christmas uh or merry whatever you celebrate or if you have celebrated already um just enjoy and uh we look forward to the return of the sun uh in the coming weeks which will be uh lovely although we have to get through winter first but uh it's on its way and that's the main thing so yep thank you very much and uh we bid fed farewell to this year and look forward to a brand new year